The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Nine minutes after eight here on AM Live. It's time now for the Forum at Eight. And this week we've been spending time in Limpopo province and uh, so much to talk about uh, uh, building on from yesterday where we were in Malamulele. But there is a lot of other stuff also taking place in the province. So uh, we have the Premier of Limpopo province with us in studio this morning. The lines are open 891 is the number to dial if you have any questions, any comments. Uh, anything that you would like to uh, put to the Premier will give you an opportunity to interact with him. But uh, this week is all significant uh, because the national government has handed powers back to Limpopo after placing uh, some of its departments under administration more than three years ago. And the departments were placed under administration in 2011 by the Cabinet and that was because of a lack of financial management and also a high level of maladministration. So uh, on the forum at 8th this morning, our conversation is with the Premier of Limpopo Province, Mr. Stan Matabata. Thanks so much for coming through this morning, Premier. Thank you, Sakina, and good morning to the listeners. Premier, if we could perhaps just start uh, with uh, the story that is in the news right now. Uh, you were being, you were handed back your powers to take complete control of your province once again administratively. Um, surely that's a good day for you. Yes, but I think uh, we are over-exaggerating it. It's not complete control yet. Complete control will be probably by the end of the financial year. Currently, we are still under Section 101A, which therefore implies that, yes, we do have executive authority over all uh, provincial departments, um, but uh, at the same time, we still... uh, taking directives from national office. So it's just that this one is better than 101B, but uh, it's not like uh, it's absolute control. Mm. But the province is no longer under administration. It is under administration. It's still under administration. It's just that uh, that under uh, administration has now been downscaled to a lighter type of administration. That is, we were under section 101B. Mm-hmm which is uh, the toughest. Now we are in under Section 101A, which is a lighter one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously then, you know, um, it would then suggest, one would think that things have improved in the province as Absolutely. far as the reasons for why it was placed under administration in the first place goes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that one is no longer uh, que- uh, questionable. Uh, things have vastly improved since they took over. As you would know, you'll remember that time when they took over, there were uh, fears that uh, public servants may not be paid by the end of that month. Mm-hmm. I think it was in November or December. But um, currently, uh, I can assure you that uh, you don't have that fear any longer because uh, the provincial government uh, is cash positive. Um, the, uh, that time also we had a very huge overdraft that uh, the provincial government was operating. Currently we don't have one. Uh, we also have uh, uh, what you would call um, uh, not unlawful but uh, unauthorized expenditure. Yes, You had unauthorized expenditure of about 2.7 billion rands that time. Uh, Currently, we have reduced that drastically 
I think, if I'm not mistaken, we may be now at about uh, 400, 300 to 400 million, you know, which, theref- which therefore implies that uh, sooner or later we shall have dealt with it, you know. Mm. You say the province is now cash positive, but um, the incentive would then be to remain that way. Absolutely. What sort of programs do you have in the pipeline to ensure that you keep things in that scale? Yes, we did ensure, even when the Section 101B was still here, we made sure that we made, we made it a point that uh, we get our systems right. Our systems must be healthy. Your procurement system must be healthy. Your financial management systems must be healthy. Um, you must get uh, the right people in the right post, the own bodies. You must get, uh, make it a point that you sort of clean the administrative machinery in such a way that you do your uh, uh, staff audit and see as to who's uh, deployed where or who is uh, appointed where, perhaps to use that other word appointed because uh, the issue of deployment is sometimes uh, tend to uh, raise eyebrows when <laughs> once is deployed but uh, we, we, we we have uh, realized that uh, the reason why we landed into that kind of uh, cash position in a financial position in, in, in 2011 it was because people were wrongfully placed in, in various positions you would you would find that you've got somebody who's effectively a nursing sister dealing with a supply chain you know when we need that person in hospitals you would find that you you've got somebody who, uh, who's actually a teacher you know dealing uh, occupying an engineering position you see and that that currently um, I mean, it's, it's, it's something that we are, we are supposed to. We are, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are we are cleansing out of the system. When you say you're cleansing it out of the system, how exactly are you doing that? Oh, it's not easy. We are using a lot of mechanisms, but it's not easy. One is obviously you'll have to talk to the unions uh, because these are members of. Uh, the unions who are uh, appointed in, in 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 those positions. Yes, we are talking to the unions. We are um, also, uh, like I said, we are we we have done this study, completed this study of uh, staff staff audit, uh, where we 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 are sort of uh, going to put some of the people, you know, in in a pool elsewhere and see as to how can we deploy them properly or accordingly. Yes. Have but they the, any people whom you have just uh, outright fired, sacked, because they were, for one or other reason, um, you know, where they may have been incompetent, where they may mm-hmm. have been um, involved in some uh, maladministration, corruption, whatever the case may be. Yes, we, yes. I, I think uh, as you, you may have noted in the, in, in, in the news, uh, there are general managers that is chief directors who were dismissed. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's not less than four. Some, some were actually requested to resign. They resigned. Uh, some were, some are still going through uh, he- uh, hearings currently. Um, some 
are being pursued by the scorpions, not scorpions, the hawks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Some are being uh, pursued by the hawks currently. They are going through uh, cases uh, as you uh, so, so some cases are very uh, are very much in the news i think uh, and i think you know one of the other worrying uh, factors for uh, south africans uh, uh, premier is you know when people are found guilty and uh, in some instances we are talking about huge amounts of money um you know that had been stolen mm-hmm. as it were from uh, the uh, the coffers of the province is there any measure to try and recuperate those funds? In fact, we have been um, instructed to do that. That uh, in cases where we found people guilty, uh, we must get. We must also look for the mechanisms in which uh, we can recover the, the funds. Some people are already paying back. Mm. And, and you know, that the, there's also just looking around the province, we've had an opportunity to drive through quite extensively in Pulukwane, where we are today. I must say I was absolutely overwhelmed by the level of development in Pulukwane. Mm-hmm. And if you look at your province overall, mm-hmm. where would you say, um, you know, the most uh, h- the highest level of development has taken place since you came into office and where is the lack? Oh, that's a very difficult to answer again. Um, I would say, for example, uh, the biggest budget has been used in areas such as Sukukune on roads. Um, we have used a, a chunk of our, bu- our budget in hospitals in areas such as Mopani and uh, Vembe. So it, it becomes very difficult to say we actually spent uh, a lot of uh, resources in a particular area. I think it's spread, it's balanced basically because we are, uh, take for example in municipalities, we are dealing with what you call IDPs. And then uh, at a provincial level, we've got what you would call the uh, strategies, uh, the Limpopo Development uh, uh, Plan, which we are pursuing. Basically, I would say it's uh, in terms of spatial uh, rationale, we are trying to balance uh, the allocation of resources. And unemployment, you know, it's a scourge throughout the country. How How is Limpopo faring? What are your stats with regard to unemployment? Ooh, it's bad. Um, the official unemployment rate is currently at 16.8 or 16.7. But uh, the expanded if if you look at unemployment in terms of the expanded definition, we are at about between thirty three percent, thirty and thirty three percent. And then as it pertains to um, positions in government, vacancies that exist, um, are you satisfied that you are more or less, you know, covered, or are there still an inordinate amount of vacancies that exist in government departments? Yes, we're still having a, a, a lot of vacancies in government departments currently. Uh, as you would note, that uh, a lot of people, like I said, were put uh, on suspensions because there were hearings, uh, because of what happened in the past five years. But um, currently we are filling those vacant posts. 
most of them were actually feeling more especially at a senior level were feeling them uh, where we still have vacant positions and acting people in acting positions is because people are going through uh, hearings and then premier yesterday we went to malamulele and malamulele has been total shutdown for mm. four weeks now mm. Now, as the Premier, I'm sure you have your finger on the pulse and you know what's going on in Malamulele. But, you know, the people were very vocal about their demands for a separate standalone municipality. municipality. Mm. Yes, yes. That's a very sad state of affairs, uh, Sakina. I've been to Malamulele several times. Uh, Even last, is it two weeks before last, I was there. Um... And I've seen what you're talking about. It's very sad. But uh, as the provincial government, like I, 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 I said on your sister radio station, we, we have uh, established a war room to try and get, to fix the problems that we are, uh, we are finding in Malamle. We can't give them, give them a standalone municipality because it's not within our... Uh, um, capacity or should i say there is a body which has got in uh, which has got is vested with that responsibility and that is an independent body the uh, the demarcation board and we can't influence the demarcation board to give them a stand alone municipality irrespective to, of what we think and how we feel uh, because they are the people who have, who have got the, uh, the the capacity to can determine as to whether a particular area qualifies for a municipality or not. The provincial government doesn't have that capacity because that is not our responsibility. The people of Malamulele say they are being marginalized. By who? Well, they were saying uh, by uh, Tulamela municipality um, that, that they feel that you know they are not receiving um, the same sort of opportunities, mm. the same sort of development that they are seeing, for example, in um, on the vendor side of things. We 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 had that, uh, Sakina, but we have always said to people, come up with facts. Show us that uh, the Tulamela municipality is actually marginalizing you. But currently, if you look at the study conducted by the demarcation board, and that study was conducted by professionals, that study indicates that, uh, in fact, the Tulamela municipality is spending more money or more resources in the Malamulela site uh, than they are spending in the Tuando site. That is what that study indicates. But if anyone can come up with a competing evidence, no, thoroughly or a researched or empirical evidence that says the demarcation board was wrong, we'll also consider that. But currently we've got this, uh, this study from the demarcation board that says, no, no, that is not correct. In fact, we are collecting more revenue from the Tewando side, but we are spending more resources in, in the Malamulela side. Now, as leadership, you know, because now you have the report from the Municipal Demarcation Board, you've got the community, on the other hand, expressing their deep dissatisfaction. Mm. What is leadership going to do in order to break this impasse? Like I said, we've got our, uh, for example, on Monday, uh, 
when we were in our meeting uh, as the political party now the, that I'm chairing in the province, the African National Congress, we, we decided that the task team on Malamlela must go uh, to Malamlela and be there almost on a full-time basis. And then if they need our services, we must also make our services available. And we will go to Malamlela and deal with uh, whatever they would want us to deal, to deal with. But we wanted them to sit down with our branches on the ground and uh, identify, verify all these uh, claims that uh, the people of Malamlela are saying um, uh, are happening on, uh, on the ground in terms of service delivery and the like. And then if they come up with uh, evidence that says, yes, this is correct, these people are being uh, marginalized by the Tulamela municipality, we'll intervene outrightly. We are speaking to the Premier of Limpopo province this morning and the lines are open if you want to interact with the Premier. 0891-104-208 is the number to dial. Speaking to uh, Premier Premier Stan Matabata here in Pulukwane in Limpopo. Now, um, just to digress for a short moment, but uh, it isn't really a digression because mm-hmm. it speaks to the delivery of services uh, to the people. As chairperson of the African National Congress in the province, Mm. you know, um, the African National Congress was very clear in its Mangaung resolutions about CADA development Mm -hmm. and what Mm. is expected of a CADA of the African National Congress. Uh And one of the things that came out yesterday was that the leadership, the mayor and others, from the Tulamela municipality were in fact not speaking to the people on the ground at Tulamela. Now, surely that is a problem because if you are not speaking to your constituency, who are you speaking to? You know, if that is the case, because I I haven't picked it up, uh, I must be honest with you, because all the time when I go to Malamulela, I go with the mayor of Bembe, the mayor of Tulamela. They are always with me when I meet the people of Malamule. They uh, were saying uh, when leadership comes, mm. leadership would go to one of the villages far out. Mm. They don't necessarily come to the town, you know, mm. to address people, you know, in, in, in huge gatherings. They say mm. you go there with food parcels and, 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 and you go to some oh, obscure <laughs> little village somewhere. And as such, they are not engaged. They don't feel no, like no. they're being engaged. No, no, that cannot be correct because uh, uh, last, uh, when was, last weekend, Sunday, is it a week, weekend before uh, this one? Uh, I was there and I was uh, at the boxing uh, arena there. I addressed the masses. I did not have food parcels. So, you know, essentially, uh, you know, there is some disconnect between the people of Tulamele and uh, leadership. But, of course, these are issues that you will need to address as the Mm, Premier. mm, mm. And um, there's so much else going on in the province as well. Uh, Staying on service delivery, the issue of water. People Mm. complaining Mm. that they have not had access to water for something like 14 years. And surely that's unacceptable. Which people are this? Uh, This was, uh, yes. And and, oh. and 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 it, it's not you know something that is peculiar to mm, a Malamulele. Yeah, People are complaining about access to, to a basic need prov- such mm, as water. Absolutely, in this province we do have that problem. Um, 
but 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 remember there is history to that uh, to the to, to that uh, Sakin. we have inherited a huge backlog backlog where people in fact i think when we took over it was less than 28% of uh, the people in rural areas who had uh, access to running water currently i think we are at about uh, 86% uh, of people in rural area in this province having running water all right. And we, we, we are coming to a news break. I see I've got uh, some SMSs, uh, people on the line. Mm-hmm. When we come back from the news break, we'll get into all of that. Uh, Premier Stan Matabata is our guest this morning. So we'll take your calls. 0891-104-208 is the number to dial. SMSs to 34701. Tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM. It's 8.30. Time for news headlines with Vavakshini Chetty Miller. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. It's 23 minutes uh, before 9 o'clock and the lines are open. We're in conversation this morning with the Premier of Limpopo Province, Mr. Stan Matabata. And uh, before I go to the lines, let me just read a few messages and then we'll take the calls. Uh, this one here says, Vembe Municipality has not paid employees now and the municipality has come to a halt. What is going on and is it a fact that some heads uh, were suspended? What about payments to contractors who actually delivered work? Another one says, uh, the mess in Limpopo's Department of Health is actually caused by the minister who wants to run the department himself and is appointing incompetent CEOs. And uh, James in Limpopo says, call it by its name, Cater deployment, that seems to be the problem. Tsepo in Joburg, uh, Premier Stan Matabata is well-trained and experienced professional economist, uh, professional diplomat and political leader. Limpopo is in very good hands as he has the interest of the people of Limpopo and this country at heart. And then Norman says 40 kilometers to reach uh, Toyando for shopping uh, from Mutale Municipality. Please build us a mall in uh, Chilamba. And then uh, this one uh, from Mabutu says, Mr. Premier, what percentage of uh, the protesters in Malamulele are actually paying for basic services? Those are some of the questions. I'll hold on to those and let's run through a few calls and uh, then I'll get uh, Premier Matabata to respond to them. Let's start with Tumelo in uh, Mukhupong. Good morning. How are you? Well, and you? I'm well. Good morning, Mr. Matabata. Good morning to me. Uh, Sikina, the province of Limpopo, it might be in good hands, but we are lacking resources. The allocation of resources are not allocated proportionally to to different departments. We find some departments having many resources to can provide services to the communities. But if you go to other departments, there are no such. Sikina, if you look at Places like Mukopane, the crisis now in Mahalaguena, the municipality is not functional. You go to the Department of Social Development, Agriculture, SASA, they are not functioning because they do not have electricity there. They have been without electricity, I think, for months now. I don't know what is happening, whether the Premier is aware of this. He must be aware of the situation because it has been going on for years. Employees, they, when they want to print the, the reports, they have to travel to places like Makwelerin to go and make copies, to go and print the reports. If lines come to Sasa to get services, what happens? Because there is no electricity there. So the services are not accessible to the communities. 
you go to offices of social development. Social workers do not have cars in the in the in the service points. You find the area where there's twenty social workers, you've got one or two cars. How are they going to provide services? If this if this provincial government prioritized the resources that should be given to its employees in order to provide services, I'm telling you the province is going places. I can right. tell you in some places, in some districts. Let me give an example with, with the district of Waterbeck. It's the premier himself, because some of these appointments, they are aware of them. If they, they, they can have people like the senior manager in Waterbeck for social development, the man is committed to his work, very hardworking, and his, his department is performing well. If they can have such people in this province, I'm telling you, Mr. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tumelo. Let's also hear from Rudzani in Kempton Park. Morning, Rudzani. Morning. I just want to uh, find out from the uh, Premier if he knows that uh, from the Njerere area we are buying water. And I want to find out from him as to how long should we continue to give our mothers money to buy water. The other thing is that... Uh, we, we, I always hear people saying in South Africa we have got access to water. We do not have access to running water. We do have access to tap, which is the metal only, because in 1996, taps were introduced in all the villages, but there has never been water. As I'm telling you now, from where I come from, in my mother's house, there is a tap. It has never, we have never seen water out of that tap. So I just want to find out from the <clears throat> Premier, when and how long can we continue to buy water in the Njerere area? The last thing, the issue in Malamulele, I understand the Premier is the political head, you will never agree to this. It's not about uh, the service delivery, because we knew about the study that was done that the Premier has mentioned that, in fact, the money is being spent in Malamulele than in the area where people are saying it's gender-speaking people. The problem is tribalism. It's not about service delivery. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Ruzani. Let's go to Lucky Mashele in Matsakale Village. Good morning, Lucky. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to the Premier. Um, I want to dispute the, 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 the recent call, and when you say the issue of Malamlele, it's about tribalism. The issue of Malamlele is about uh, service delivery and the issue of municipality. You must not come with stories that the tribalism we've been um, staying together vendors and shangans here and we speak vendors also and also some of the vendors do speak song we interact on a daily basis so Rudan must not come with stories here the issue is about qualification does madam qualify to have a municipality it does qualify so now the issue is i want to ask the uh, um the premier how many times did he did he gone to to triangle did he how many times did he uh, come to madam Lele? did he see any difference between the two uh, the two towns did you see any difference between the two uh, um, uh, villages? If he, he did, he should have acknowledged that people of Malamlele are not getting the basic services, and they do qualify. When the premier was appointed some some few a few years ago, he had that energy that people of Malamlele, and he didn't say that people of Malamlele do qualify to have the stand-alone municipality. So now I want to know from the premier. Did the ANC NEC instruct him to stop the issue of Malamlele, to interact with people of Malamlele? Thank you, Sagina. Thank you, Lucky. Let's hear from Rolepa in Johannesburg. Good morning. 
Good morning, Sakina and the Premier. Um, Premier, I just want to understand exactly what is so difficult about sorting out the elephant in the room that is Mohala um, Kwena. If it has not reached a ticking time bomb or if it has not reached its boom stages already uh, yet, because Premier, as you may know, services there have been... Um, have not been there at all. In December, I was at home, and it was shocking to see people just not even having simple waste management services, just throwing their dustbins on the streets and all those things. But I'm just saying, Premier, the infightings that are happening between the leadership of the municipality itself, and this used to be a very uh, good municipality, one of the best in the country, uh, with the largest, uh, one of the largest budgets in the country as well. Why is it so difficult to sort out Mohalakwena and take Mohalakwena back to its glory days? All right. Thank you so much, Rulipa. Uh, Premier, perhaps we could uh, try and answer that tranche of calls now. Thank you. Thank you, Sakina. Uh, let me start with uh, the one that says uh, Vembe municipality is not paying salaries. I must say uh, currently... Uh, Bembe municipality did pay all uh, their employees' salaries. Uh, yes, they paid their salaries late. Uh, the explanation that they gave to us, because we were very, very, very hard on them uh, for that, because that, in as far as we are concerned, was not acceptable. The explanation that they gave to us was that uh, uh, there was a technical mishap that happened, um, because uh, the month, their month end was supposed to be on the 25th, and I think the 25th one was on, on, on a Sunday. Instead of that uh, tape running on Friday, it ran on Sunday and so on. So, 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 so that, that sounds the, like a rather feble excuse abso- with all respect, uh, yes, Premier. Because yes. hence, if, I say, hence I'm saying it was unacceptable. If the municipality is not paying its employees, then it would then almost stand to reason that they are not paying uh, independent contractors who are delivering services to the municipality. And we've heard this time and time again. And government has been quite adamant that, you know, the, the, the municipalities, government entities need to pay service providers, SMMEs, on time. That is exactly what we are doing. Currently, uh, we are paying our, as, as a provincial government, for example, we are paying our um, SMMEs within the 30 days uh, time, time, uh, time frame. And uh, up, wh- what I'm saying is that even the Vembe municipality, they have assured us that. Uh, they have paid all their obligations. They paid their service providers. It was just that technical glitch that they, they, they are claiming they had. Um, but I want to ask you this, Premier, because, and, and again, this is not something that's peculiar to Limpopo province or uh, to the municipality that we are sitting in right now or the Vembe one that has been highlighted. As the Premier, you are there and you hear something like this coming through to you. Vembe municipality has not paid the employees. And at that point when you speak to the leaders there and they say to you, it has been paid, what happens if you discover later on that they lied to you? I take disciplinary action. Which would be suspending people, 
taking them to DCs? Not necessarily suspending, because suspension uh, in government is not normally used as a form of punishment or or sanction. Suspension is just used as a mechanism uh, to clear the process of investigation. So what we normally do, we uh, lay charges on, on, on people and take them through a hearing. Okay. Um, I just want to run through some of the other issues raised by the callers. Um, Tumelo spoke of, you know, resource allocation and how this may be skewed and um, also the fact that services are not really accessible. Mm, Yeah, you see, Tumelo's uh, issues are actually very specific to a specific area that you wouldn't expect a a premier to... uh, to, 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 to actually have all the information about that specific area. But uh, because he mentioned uh, the area, and I know that area because I grew up in that, in that, uh, in that part of the, the, the province, um, one will make a follow-up on, on, on those issues that uh, he's talking about when he says uh, social workers doesn't, don't have gas. Um, in some instances, there is no electricity. Mm. We'll, we'll make a follow-up. We'll check if that is correct. And if that is correct, we'll, 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 we'll come up with correct. But if that is, you know, impeding people's ability to do their job, Premier, surely it should not have to take Tumelo to call into SAFM to raise that issue. By now, given that this has been going on for some time, at some point it should have been raised by the leaders in that area, not by Tumelo. Mm. What, what I'm saying is that uh, it may have been raised to the authorities in that particular department, perhaps because of the nature or the, or the magnitude of the, the, the issues themselves. They did not find it necessary for it to uh, elevate it to the premier's office. You may find that the MEC is, is dealing with those issues or the head of the department or the area manager is dealing with those issues. Uh, which may not necessarily reach the premier's office. So, but now, now that it reached the pro- the premier's office, then I I, I, I will be uh, left with no uh, other option but to go uh, to the to, to the look into the depth of the the whole matter. Premier, we have to take a break. When we come back, we'll answer uh, the other issues, questions that have been raised. The forum at eight on SAFM. Well, time really does fly. We have eight minutes left on the forum at eight this morning in conversation with Premier Stan Matabata and still lots of questions to answer. So let's try and run through them, Premier. Um, Rudzani raised the issue of uh, taps, the physical taps, but no water. And I see there's a tweet here from Bonnie uh, Paleng who says, Zebediela have also, uh, they have taps, but no running water since 1997. Since 1997. That's what he's yeah. saying. Yeah, but, um, you know, in some of these areas, like I said, uh, Sakina, uh, it's uh, the backlog that we have inherited, you know. Remember that some of those areas did not have water throughout all the time. and um, But, again, our municipalities also, because of lack of capacity, you know, they did certain things which are obviously wrong, which are which obviously were not supposed to be done. Because in some areas, you would find that uh, 
there are three, uh, three lines, three systems, parallel systems of water pipes. And you, all those pipes at the end of, of it, there is no water because they are not connected to any source. Then you start asking yourself what was happening all the years here. Mm. But uh, those are the kind of things that we are trying to correct currently. What uh, about incompetence? Not, what about incompetence in this regard as well, Kali? That is exactly that. Like I was saying initially when we were talking about the section, why we had to land into section 101A, where I was telling you that you find a nurse doing a, a job that is not trained for, she's not trained for, or you find a, a teacher doing a job of an engineer, that is uh, what vindicate what you are saying, that uh, there, there was a lot of incompetence and uh, absolutely we have to face that and uh, I, can't, I can't defend that. Mm. Um, Lucky in uh, Matsakale Village was talking about uh, the fact of uh, Malamulela actually qualifying for a standalone municipality and he says you, when you came into office, actually agreed with that. You remember what I said? Uh, it's not about the heart. It's about the <laughs> the head. You see, the brain. So you were agreeing with the heart back then? Yes, the heart factor, yes. I, I, I personally wanted Malam Lela to get a municipality, obviously, because uh, all our structures in that area had taken that, uh, that decision. But if the body that is duly authorized to... Uh, uh, to, 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 to do that de- determination, you know, comes and say to you, Premier, here are the facts. This place that you want to grant a municipality does not qualify. And as a result, you want us to grant a municipality does not qualify. As a result, sorry, Premier, we are not going to grant that municipality. What should I say? Can I continue? Is this a matter that can be reviewed at some point? And I, uh, currently, I don't think that will be possible because... Uh, Studies have been conducted. They've gone through the due processes uh, that we were fighting that uh, the process must go through. They, 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 they went through that uh, due process, and I, I, I don't see any way in which we can bring it back. But remember, Sakina, the entire country is uh, going through a process of reconfiguring the municipalities. And I think the municipal, uh, the Malamulela case uh, may be differently structured, can be in the position to can uh, be attended to in that process also. And then um, Rulipa uh, raised the issue of uh, basic services in uh, Mahalakwena and the, the, the issue of infighting and that, that how that is actually impacting on the delivery of services. But we have dealt with Rolepa, I think uh, perhaps, uh, you know, in our language we've got uh, a weight that say people come You see, Rolepa must go back to Mohalakwena now. We have dealt with that lion in the, in, 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 in the house. All right. Or that elephant in the house. Okay, Rulepa, there you have it. To speak to the people back home uh, to find out what the latest is on that situation. Um, let's go back to the lines now. Tabiso is calling from here in Pulukwane. Good morning, Tabiso. Hey, good morning, Sakina. How are you? Well, and you? I think, Sakina, one or two things. One is that uh, it's important, I think, for people of uh, for people of Malamulele to, among others, assist us as a province to... Uh, educate other individuals in various areas in the country who are thinking of having their own standalone municipalities in terms of the processes of the 
municipal demarcation board. As I said even yesterday in one of my tweets to say that uh, South Africa is a constitutional democracy. But I mean, I see a situation where in a particular structure, people are not satisfied with it. They uh, rush to the court of law to try to, try to find the remedies. But not banning schools and making learners not to go to school. And I think they are not assisting the process. Secondly, I think uh, one, of, one of the things that we ought to be able to comment is the fact that uh, the province has been able to move a stride through the uh, administration. But therefore, what then becomes critical is that as the province also, I think the putting out agree, is that we must not be complacent and say that we do not want to go back to Section 100. But it's important that all those other issues that have been raised and all of that need to be addressed. We need to make sure that uh, at the end we do not go back and it was not nice to have been under that Section 100. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much Absolutely. there, uh, Tabiso. And uh, Cyril, you calling from Johannesburg. Good morning. Hello, Cyril. Good morning, Sachin. How are you? Well, and you? I'm very well, thanks. It's just that we don't have enough time, but people are running away from the real facts of what's happening in our current country currently. Um, the reason I'm saying this is uh, my comrade, Destin Matawata, is fully aware that when he came to Malamlele last year around May, just before May, as he's saying, those were the hard facts according to him, but we all know that there's no issue of tribalism in Malamlele. Mm. The only issue that we have with all this municipality is people are employing Kedra into the serious uh, positions that we're not supposed to have qualified people. That's where the issue is. For example, I'll give you a simple example. Myself, I'm the head of operation now at Standard Bank for Demission Data, right? I applied for a position there at Tulamela for just an IT, a mere job of an IT manager, which was going to pay me 30% less what I'm earning today. However, I was not even called for, for an interview. It shows to you that you don't get employed if you don't, you don't know anybody into the system. And that's where the problem is. And I'm very much afraid that we don't want to find ourselves in a situation like Nigeria, Ghana, and wherever else where I managed to work myself since I've been 33 years old in my life today. Mm. So... What I'm going to tell my leadership, like uh, extend my talata, is let's forget politics, guys. Let's look at the facts seriously. I understand that uh, the premier himself wants to help the people of Malamlel, but he might be getting instruction from the House, which is against what he wants to achieve, which at the end of the day, if he wants to achieve that, might affect his political career moving forward. Yeah, okay. And that's where the issue is. Thank you, Zero. Thank you. Uh, Premier, there, your parting shot, and, 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 and when no are people going I to can, stop buying water? I can guarantee you, Sakina, there is no Lituli house that is giving me instructions. There is absolutely no Lituli house that is giving me instructions. I'm just being factual. I mean, politics uh, also is it's also about facts. It's not just about perceptions. You know. But uh, the people of uh, Malamulela will get water. The people of Njelela will get water. Um, and um, like I said, it's a legacy problem. You know, remember, th- these are the areas that never had a drop of water. The people were using uh, were, uh, the rivers and all this kind of thing. But it's not just Njelela or just Malamulela that is not here. There are other Areas in that in in in, in that municipality also, which are still 
not without water. That's unfortunately all we have time for. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Premier of Limpopo, Stan Matabata. And through you, as always, for your fantastic participation, the production teams in Joburg and Pulukwane for making sure it went out loud and clear. And, of course, uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow morning, bright and early, 6 a.m., 